Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the podcast. It's as hot as the weather is outside. It's Robbie Koblenz, guys of a certain age alongside. Art Shirley. And it's hotter because Jay's not read, right? Oh, that's right. Or is it cooler because Jay's not here? Are we cooler without Jay? We're, we're lacking the cool factor that Jay brings to the podcast. Oh, Jay, who's doing every other podcast That's known right. to mankind. Yeah, we, he can't make time for us today. No, he can't. He it's can't. Because he's on every other podcast. But he can go other places, That's too. right. That's so right. hopefully you mm-hmm. have listened to Jay at other places. We're not going to dignify our podcast by promoting those. <laughs> But there's some coffee podcast coffee thing, yeah. and something he does with a guy named Jacob. Yeah. You know, but that's. I understand it's a vital podcast. I thought it was a vital podcast. Oh, maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Maybe yeah. it's both. The Google will help you. That's right. So let's jump into some Geeks of the Week real quick. We have not coordinated our geeks. We have not. I doubt you have this one, though. I don't know. What do you got? Uh, there's a Scottish company. Oh, Hex. that's what I was going to. Oh, dead coming. Uh, Hex Studios is reviving an old horror movie Uh, studio called amicus studios and amicus was a rival of hammer we've talked about hammer studios is it brief huh is amicus brief amicus brief no (laughs) anyway okay rival 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 studio of hammer studios they did some stuff that uh you know was very much in the same vein as some of the dracula movies and that kind of stuff uh, but uh, they're going to bring those back, and the the idea is they want to keep the aesthetic of the 1970s horror movies. They want it to look like that, feel like that, have the same storyline. So I'm real curious to see what they're going to do with that. Why? I just, I mean, I love it. I think it's a nostalgia thing. I think it's just something. But yeah, you do kind of wonder if um, you know what, what the market is going to be. And I guess it's just nostalgia, like anything else would be. You know, it, tap into that and, and um, enjoy those kind of things. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see. I've seen some stuff that, you know, uh, that, what is it? Gravitas, Venture, Ventura, whatever that. Uh, Wasn't that a song by America? <laughs> Ventura Highway. Uh, there's a, an independent movie studio that um, is uh, produces a lot of stuff that I think Prime has it now. Maybe Netflix has it now, but you'll, you'll see it. You go, oh, this is, it's always suggested as movies I may like. <laughs> and they're, they're horror movies that, um, you know, are modern uh, takes on kind of, and they, they feel like they're trying to recapture some of that old feel of horror movies, but they're, you know, they're always stri- shot straight to video and look like it, and they're just not really done yeah. really well. You know, they, uh, they look like the budget is very low for them. Uh, some of them are fun, some of them less so, but uh, you just kind of wonder if that's not what they're looking for is that audience and really try to up the production value. By going back to production values of 1973. <laughs> so we'll see. So what's got better production values, YouTube today or 1973 films? Um, gosh, I, you know, a lot of the YouTube stuff is really good. I mean, some of oh, the I'm special, thinking some of the YouTube stuff is really, really bad. So. Oh, but you know, you see some stuff that well, the, the special effects and things that they're doing are really good. Yeah, I'm thinking of all the podcasts with every jump cut known to mankind. Oh yeah, yeah, no, those yeah, those are not good. Maybe. I'm thinking about some of the stuff that I've, and maybe it's more even the the kind of the effects learning stuff. But some of the stuff that I've seen where people are doing like, um, I won't necessarily say Star Trek or Star Wars types of fan yeah. fiction yeah. but if you see something that's kind of in that vein the, the and this reminds me of another geek that i'll bring up real quick um 
you know, that uh, it's really the production value, those effects anyway are, are really done pretty well. Yeah. A lot of times the acting is not very well. And the cinematography, the actual shooting of the, you know, the, the film or the digital film still just seems really, really video-ish. Yeah. You know, uh, or it may have an effect that they put grain on it, but it looks like a video with grain put on it. Yeah. So it doesn't really have the depth that film would have. Speaking of effects, uh, as we speak, Babylon 5 has come... Is that, does that a geek that no, you had? No, okay. but I saw that. Uh, has come back in an animated form. There's a there's a movie, and it features some of the voices. Uh, not everybody. A lot of the folks from Babylon 5 have passed on, unfortunately, but a lot of the surviving members of Babylon 5 are back there to revoice their characters. And it's supposed to be... It's another multiverse time travel type of, of thing. But um, for some reason, Sheridan has to get back to Babylon five and it's a, it's an animated feature, <laughs> you know, and somehow still the effects look more real than they did on this show. <laughs> so what, I always had a soft spot for Babylon. 5. Yeah. Did you watch the whole run? I've, I think I've pretty much watched the whole run. I was watching it. Um, I think I may have stopped. I can't remember how many seasons it ran. I think I may have watched about four seasons and it may have run six or seven. Uh, but uh, it, HBO Max or Max rather has pulled it so uh, I was kind of in the middle of the run but hadn't watched one in over a year so they've pulled the they've pulled that and also pulled Super Friends so did know, they yeah yeah wow so apparently the uh, the Babylon 5 is going to end up back yeah it's going to end up at Roku okay in Tubi um, yeah interesting very interesting Tubi one of those streaming channels that sounds like a Piece of apparel, yeah. Go but they, uh, they, you know, they they drop in commercials, but they don't drop in commercials at the commercial breaks for like old TV shows. It's just you're watching something in the middle of the sun. It's all of a sudden this commercial drops in. You go, oh, that's great. A lot like it's, Pluto. Yeah, Pluto. Which I've been watching a lot of Pluto lately. Pluto's got some good stuff. I've been watching Mission Impossible like nonstop. You wow, know? just yeah. inject into my veins, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you've got, uh, you know, they got the old classic Doctor Who channel, mm-hmm. which I'll pop yeah, on. and they got a channel. And what's weird is. Is I think I could even get Mission Impossible on one of the streaming services I watch and watch it on demand, but I'm watching it as if it's old TV. So I'm watching whatever episode comes up, whatever time they want to broadcast it with the commercials. But Pluto does put the commercials for Mission Impossible anyway at the commercial breaks. Yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia for Pluto. I'm pulling it up. I mm-hmm. mean, there's just, there's some great, great stuff. I yeah. mean, yeah, the odd couple. It's, it's kind of like this, except there's three of us. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy and Harriet, man, I haven't seen Ozzy and Harriet in forever yeah it's, you look back and you go oh my gosh i didn't realize i had a way to watch this stuff yeah yeah the beverly hillbillies i don't know how much beverly hillbillies and andy griffin we watched in my household <laughs> yeah, so um yeah all right uh and right now as we record the five doctors from classic doctor who from the 20th anniversary season season is uh is running even as we speak, but wow. that's not what we're speaking about. We're speaking about some other things. So we're not going to uh, turn this into a watch party podcast. No, okay. no, we shouldn't. You know that could be fun. So uh, speaking of monsters, I mean, you done with your yes. You, so Apple TV Plus is this one. Yeah, their their MonsterVerse uh, series has got a title, and it's called. Uh, see if I can find it. It's Monarch Legacy of Monsters. It's a ten episode limited series that's got Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell playing. Really? Yeah, that's Kurt exciting. Russell. Now this is, does tie into the movies, and if it's Monarch, because Monarch is is one of the yeah is the company that's searching for the monsters. So apparently. Uh, 
da, 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 clues lead them into the world of monsters and ultimately down the rabbit hole to Army Officer Lee Shaw taking place in the 1950s and half a century later when Monarch is threatened by what Shaw knows. So the dramatic saga spanning three generations reveals buried secrets in the ways that epic earth-shattering events can reverberate throughout our lives. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. It should look pretty kind of cool. Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, I think so, too. Yeah, it's going to have a high high production value, I would and, imagine. And again, we talk about nostalgia, you know, going back to the 1973s aesthetic versus doing this. You know, I also watch a lot of old Godzilla movies yeah. lately and uh, it's like those are fun but I do like what they've done with the, the reinterpretations of them recently so this is on the same world of the 2014 Godzilla uh, mm-hmm. the Kong Skull Island from 17 the 19 Godzilla King of the Monsters and then Godzilla versus Kong and this is a series or a universe it's a it's it? it's a uh, 10 episode limited series but it's in that same universe mm-hmm. that these uh, re-released reproduced Godzilla Kong movies have been so, I just want to see Mothra. I know. And see, I watched Mothra and uh, Mothra versus Godzilla while I was out with COVID for a while. That yeah. was uh, part of what I what I did. And uh, that's a great that's a great uh, monster that just is kind of overlooked. Mothra. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was uh, wasn't there a swamp thing or something in that universe as well godzilla versus there was something with toxic waste or something if i remember correctly and that was a tbs friday night saturday night thing you know so way back when when it was wtbs that's right before it became you know tbs tnt and everything else i wonder if wyatt and kurt are going to play um the same character at different ages if you said Hey, that would be kind of yeah, interesting. You said you've got him in the 50s and then, I guess, current modern day. Modern day yeah. yeah. So that, that would be interesting. Yeah. That could be very, very interesting. Speaking of, apparently there's clue, and if you're listening to this, you probably have watched it already, but Ahsoka drops a week from today or yesterday as we record. Yeah. And there's speculation that there's going to be a flashback to a young Ahsoka with Anakin, with Hayden Christensen coming back playing Anakin. Yeah. And uh, so we'll get another version of Ahsoka. That's not Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. She's in her fifties in this series. This would be Ahsoka back in her late teens. Okay. So um, could be very, very, very interesting. I'm yeah, really looking, I'm looking f- forward to this series too. I'm looking yeah. forward to that series mm-hmm. as well. And it, it, it's, I think it launches Thursday, so I guess that's a week from. Yeah. Yeah. And you know there was a, um, I read an article where they said that. George Lucas realized the future of Star Wars was television and not additional movies. That's when he was developing Clone Wars in the uh, ill-fated, never-produced Star Wars Underworld series, mm-hmm. which was which live. a live action, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I I think he was right. Yeah, I think he was too. I think it I, re- I think it really fits. The storytelling works better in a limited series. Yeah, or. Uh, in a series format i agree i completely agree so all right we're going to take a break we're going to come back we're going to go all the way back to 1986 up next and we're back sans jay but with art and we're going to talk about a pivotal year in comics 1986 1986 so So what were you doing in 1986 you were like 16 yeah i was uh sophomore at marie high school okay see dark knight Returns comes out in 86, is that right? Yeah, Dark Knight comes out uh, with Frank Miller doing that in 86. I was I got married in 86. I was 24 years old, 23, 24 years old. I was a long old. way from getting yeah. married in 86, uh, let me just tell you. And as part of I was living in Memphis, 
and and part part of that included me going to a comic book store. So I'd kind of gotten back into comics for a while. Yeah. And what a great year to be in there. They talk about pivotal years, you know, 38 when Superman came along, the, the years following and Batman and others came along, but 38 being a big one. Uh, 62 when uh, Fantastic Four came along. But 86 is considered just this landmark year for comics. And looking back at the comics that came out that year, you can see why that was. 85, we had had the uh, the crisis, the DC crisis, where they kind of you know reset the whole DC universe, took all the multiverses and combined them back into mm-hmm. one. And then, so we the 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 setting was 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 ripe to make some some changes. So I think probably the two biggest books of that year were Watchmen, yeah. And Dark Knight Returns, and I'm I'm pulling up the list of yeah. what came out that year. Yeah. Oh it's, my goodness! I, I know you, you start looking yeah. and go, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. And so, so we've talked a lot about both of those books, so we yeah. won't go into those. But those are those are our watershed books. They certainly seminal moments yes, in the industry. Absolutely changed the 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 tone and 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 direction of comics. You know, and and we're still seeing that today, especially in a lot of the the movies from comics now. But other things that came out was you had um, uh, X Men became a, a franchise or became much more of a, 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 a well a franchise because there were more books now. You had X Factor that came out. You had uh, I think New Mutants was was one of the ones that came out. But they also had the Mutant Massacre crossover. Right, that's the yeah. thing. The Mutant Massacre crossover was a was a big event that happened in the in the regular comics world. There, I can remember, you know, that was shortly before but led up to all the variant covers when you had like jim lee drawing oh, X-Men yeah. stuff and you had all these things and you'd go and buy comics and you'd see all this stuff uh you also had a reboot of uh the main trinity uh within dc so superman wonder woman and uh, batman you had superman with the john byrne man of steel series which is is considered and i think uh, rightly so one of the best superman series of comic books ever yeah i, mean, I really you know and that, that came off crisis of infinite earth it did right kinda, and, and kinda took all three that of these did yeah. yeah so it's kind of like once they had had stripped away a lot of the old baggage that had been building up you know since 1938 yeah you were able to do some things with it so john byrne came in and i was reading something recently about how he was leaving uh, marvel at the time he had gone to a freelance uh, freelance position and was working for both dc and marvel and about to start working on the superman uh, comic book and kind of got bumped out of Marvel because Jim Shooter didn't want him hanging around, and that's understandable. Jim Shooter <laughs> with the new universe. That's right. He was in the middle of the new universe, <laughs> which right. was the that's right became the old universe. Uh-huh. And then something we don't talk about, we did talk about it uh, some when uh, George uh, Perez um, passed away uh, recently, but uh, Wonder Woman also was revamped, and so he was he was part of that thing. So that was. Well, I'm look. I'm seeing here in February of '86, DC canceled Wonder Woman. Canceled Wonder Woman, and then back in November, so they canceled the book Wonder Woman, and in November of '86, you know, almost the end of the year, and I don't. Their their cover dated '87, but they actually came out in '86. That's when the uh, George Perez uh, version relaunched. So gotcha. they actually canceled the book because I thought the same thing too. I thought, well, I thought it looks like here they're saying it's gone, but no, they brought it back. The other thing too, which I is hard for me to believe, happens in the same year, is uh, Frank Miller and uh, David Mazzucchelli. I can I never say his name right. Um, did Batman Year One, which is another phenomenal oh, sure. series. Yeah, you know, that's just a great. Uh, you know, I think a lot of Batman Begins pulls yes. from that. Yeah, the movie Batman. Batman. Begins. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, so, 
So you have again the big three that are that are, are coming out uh, with kind of revamped and re you know retooled. They're, they're as a kind of a, a a look towards realism as much as you can get. Yeah. So that was they they took Superman's power set down. You know they they did some things with Wonder Woman's uh, powers. Actually, probably gave her some more powers that she had. But then they gave us a very gritty uh, year one look at. Um, at Batman at that point. Well, also looking in February, Marvel canceled um, the Defenders and Rom. Uh huh. And Epic Rom. Illustrated. Rom needs to come back though. Rom, yeah, Rom could come. Did you realize that um, Machine Man came out of? Oh gosh, what was what did Machine Man come out of? Was uh, it a comic book company you're talking about? Charlton? No, 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 no. no. Machine Man, you're familiar with the character yes. Machine Man. Uh-huh. Machine Man came from the 2001 Space Odyssey uh, comic book that, that Kirby Marvel did, yeah. that Marvel did, uh-huh. and so the monolith created Machine Man. Okay, and I, so re- I don't know. I realized that. Yeah, I, didn't I thought realize. it was. I thought it was actually a character from another comic book. No, that would have been DC. No, he was a. He was. Yeah. He was affected by the monolith in the future and retconned okay. back. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I remember Kirby was involved with it though, and he did but, the, that adaptation. But Micronauts and Rom are are being are uh, being released in a, in a compendium, very like end uh, of this year, first of next year, and those both. Both started out as uh, as toys first, That's right. right? Yeah, Hasbro toys or Mattel yeah. toys. I can't remember yeah. which one. Has. I love Micronauts. Yeah, Micronauts is great. Yeah, uh, and and I Micronauts probably more so than Rom for me, but uh, but Rom's a space knight. Yeah, I know, but. Uh, uh, anyway, that's. I was trying to think. This I saw some things of uh, kind of a, a love of Rom little uh, spot on, for on the Facebook. Love of Rom. For the love of Rom, not Crom. Which yeah. Uh, you also had Dark Horse comments launch in 1986 really yeah and they've become a big player you know doing some things uh that uh, a lot of the star wars stuff you know a dark horse ended up doing so they've been a, a huge player with that uh other things that probably aren't as well known as you had howard chaykin going in and revising the shadow kind of doing a, a sure. more gritty version of the shadow uh you had amanda waller that character was created and uh, shows up in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad had been around for a while, but Amanda Waller, who has become, uh, you know, a pretty big player, and probably but, will continue to be a big player in the uh, what do we call it, Peter Gunn DC yeah. universe coming up. Yeah, the uh, she's essentially the DC version of Nick Fury. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what th- they probably will. Well, I mean, because even even now, before we got into that, we're starting to see her show up. She shows up at the end of uh, Black Adam. Yeah, and uh, so of course in, in the Suicide Squad stuff. So yeah, I think we'll we'll see more of that kind of stuff. Another and, thing, just going back to Marvel, is we had Daredevil Reborn, was, yeah. which is Frank Miller and David Mazzucchelli as well. And so they're they're revising Batman, they're revising Daredevil, and uh, Frank Miller's just coming off his run with the the Electra uh, series or yeah. whatever. So uh, I guess he's you know. They were okay with him being kind of, in, you know, his foot in both camps or whatever. And he was probably the hottest thing in the world. He was. Point. Yeah. He was incredibly hot at that mm-hmm. point. And then, you know, then Jim Lee becomes the next hot thing. Yeah, But that's Frank right. Miller yeah. was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I'm seeing here um, where Green Lantern, the, the DC changed the title Green Lantern to Green Lantern Corps. Right. Green Lan- yeah, that's right. So yeah. they, which is... It, I still would like to see. I think that would make for a good limited series. Have it the core instead of just a single well, Green Lantern. Isn't that what what they're supposed to I, be doing? I think it is. I don't know where they are on it. If it's something that's still happening or not, but you know, and possibly focus because that is that. 
I know they've talked about bringing um, Nathan Fillion in as um, John Stewart. John, no, not no, John Stewart uh, as uh, uh, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. Yeah. So you know, I think that's just got a lot of potential. I think you could. I think you could very uh, well cross over. You know, from the space stuff into the comic book stuff. Kind of a lot of in some of the same way they're hoping to do with the Marvels, the movie that's coming out. You know, there's there was thought that that would be like a true detective type of anthology, the, yeah. the Green Lantern Corps. So, um, wow, a ton of stuff happened. What else are you seeing there? Well, um, I see that uh, Power Man and Iron Fist was canceled. Yeah. And it looks like... You had the, a lot of them that I think they, they, they cut away a lot of the, the probably the older stuff. Well, Star Wars, the comic book, which I loved, I had a subscription to, was canceled at issue 107. Yeah. Um, Micronauts was canceled uh, with issue 20 at this point. Um, Bruce Banner and, and Betty Ross get married in Incredible Hulk 319. Wow. Yeah, and then there was something else that was pretty... Um, the Thing was canceled that year. Uh, Epic Illustrator, which had Howard oh, the Duck in it, yeah, was, that's right. was uh, <laughs> yeah. canceled as well. Uh-huh. And then also, I loved Epic Illustrator. Well, you know, and also at the end of the year, um, Marvel's New Universe line rolled out six more titles because they already had Starbrand, and they had... I forget the other ones they had. They had like four titles, and they put out six. And remember, this was... This was Jim Shooter. It was Shooter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Jim Shooter and Archie Goodwin as well, trying to make a more um, grounded, realistic superhero universe. Right, and that's I think that's the reason, because this is kind of considered unofficially the end of the Bronze Age. Yeah. And so you got away from some of the things that have been traditionally comic bookish type superheroes, for lack of a better term, and, and something that was a little bit more grounded in reality. Um, which I think led to, you know, what we saw, you know, reflected in the movies. Um, yeah. And I, I wonder if there's going to be um, uh, some of a, a backlash in that, and we're going to start to see some characters that uh, are a little bit more fun, you know, because um, I think Marvel has shown, although sometimes they get a little too carried away, that, uh, you know, a sense of humor goes a long way in a movie. Yeah. So you can reflect those things. But I do, I do think that they have, I mean, you've got Thor love and thunder, which was, you know, too far that way. Yeah. But you've got secret invasions. That was just, yeah, too, too dark. I'm really curious to see what we've got the blue beetle that comes out tonight, which Uh, the, the, the first reviews have been amazing. Amazing. Very family oriented. Uh, just a, a really good heartwarming kind of story, a great hero that people are, seem to be connecting to. I'm really curious to see how that does, and I'm curious to see how Mar- the Marvels does, too, because that looks fun to me. I, yeah. you, I don't see a lot of talk about that, or if you do, it's from folks that just don't like female superheroes. you know. But um, So does Blue Beetle kind of set up as the DC version of Iron Man? I think so. A, sec- a, a second-tier, third-tier character? I think he's a good combination of Spider-Man and Iron Man. Yeah. Because he's the young teen kind of thing dealing with uh, world problems that's very much uh, Spider-Man stuff. But he's got the tech. He's also a little bit of Green Lantern thrown in because he's got this alien tech that's basically giving him the superpower. So there's, but there's, there's a little bit of that too, I think. So, so he, but, and I see where you're going with it. You're not, you're talking about more the second tier level. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're, you're able to do a little bit more then because you don't have those expectations. You don't have the expectations of the baggage of knowing the, 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 origin story like everybody yeah, else yeah yeah that's i think that's the that's the correct point with that because you know they've they've found out over and over again that it's hard to do superman wonder one and woman and batman because everybody thinks they knows 
know what those characters are. Yeah. And, uh, and they do, we all have a, but we all have very different ideas of what those characters are, depending on when we connected with them first, Sure, you know? So, sure. um, but yeah, I think I'm real curious to see how that's going to do. Well, 86 was also an important year in music. Joshua tree came, didn't Joshua tree come out in 86 or was that 85? I can't remember. Um, Rock music released. It was around there. In 1986. I think it was actually 85. Because um, it may have been 85 and then Rattle and Hum was uh, 87. Yeah, Rattle and Hum was 87. I'm looking I'm looking for the best rock albums, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, that it seems like everything creative was happening in the mid-80s. And, and we see that, it seems like, that there are particular, you know, years or, you know, kind of back and forth between a few years where there seems to be kind of uh, a spark of creativity. You wonder what kind of things, you know, are going on in the world that, that, uh, that prompt those things. Yeah. Chicago 18 came out that year, mm-hmm. which was, you know, they, Chicago always had like three songs or two songs that were great on the album mm-hmm. and everything else was there. <laughs> Raised on radio journey, which was really panned when it first came yeah. out. Um, I know this wasn't going to be a music mm-hmm. show, but 86, I just yeah. remember See, it. See, in 84, I think of as being a bigger, because you had, uh, you had Prince Purple Rain, you had uh, Bruce Thr- Springsteen's Born in the USA. And Thriller. Thriller, yeah. Yeah. So you, that, was a, that was a pretty big year. Yeah. Third, um, third Stage by Boston came out. Invisible Touch, Slippery When Wet, uh, Eat em and Smile, David Lee Roth's uh, <laughs> solo album. Yeah. You know, uh, True Stories by Talking Head, Graceland by Paul Simon. Oh, that's a fantastic album. Yeah, Master of Puppets by Metallica, which kind of put yeah. them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5150 from Van Halen, and then uh, So by Peter Gabriel. Mm, which that's had, good, too. Yeah, that's a great album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there you go. So, 86. 86. What were you creating in 86? Uh, a Life Together with My Wife. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, good answer there. Man, that was awesome. That was awesome. I'm done. Too, I have nothing further to yeah, say. Yeah, too bad Becky doesn't listen to the podcast. Hey, I'll have to yeah. listen to this one. Yeah, she's not in our target demo. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps it on 86. Hopefully, we will have Mr. Reed back next week, and we'll explore other strange new worlds. See you next time.